Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Roll podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're having a discussion about altered rules in football. Now, you've collected a bunch of different rules that have changed over the years, uh, and we're just basically going to go through your list and kind of have a quick discussion about each one, maybe if it's a good rule, bad rule, better, worse. So why don't you start us off maybe with just a general overview of what we're going to see. Yeah, so I'm going to go through a bunch of rules that have changed um, over the years um, for different reasons, and we'll discuss each one and whether we think the change was good or maybe not so good. Awesome. Well, that sounds good. Well, why don't you kick us off? All right. So the first one I want to talk about is defensive pass interference. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you what the rule change was. The penalty for defensive pass interference places the ball at the spot of the foul. So it was okay. changed to that, and that's what we have in place today. Yes. The old rule was that the penalty was 10 yards from the previous spot in an automatic first down. Okay. So this actually this actually goes way back. The year the change was made was 1970. Wow. <laughs> so it's been the way it is for over tw- over 100 years if now. If you were just like covering up these stats and slowly removing them as we went down, right? Mm-hmm. I would have thought this was a 60s thing. Right. Maybe a 70s. Right. At the latest. Isn't that funny? Yeah. But yeah, I for a time when the passing game was almost non-existent really. Right. It really was. They figured wasn't, this out. But they figured that out, yeah, back in 1917. So why was it changed? It was to prevent defenses from intentionally fouling receivers to reduce big gains. So okay. think about it. If if yeah. the quarterback chucks chucks up a bomb and the defender knows that the receiver is going to catch it, but he can't make a play or whatever, um, then he'll just interfere with the player. And then it was a 10-yard penalty versus right now where it's the ball, the penalty is where the um, spot of the foul, right? Yeah. So whether you know whether we think this is a good rule or not, hard to say. Probably a good rule, I think. Um, yeah, I'm because, gonna agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I don't like it because defensive pass interference is a whole nother thing that we could talk hours about. Well, in you know, to kind of summarize it too, for those that are confused about it, it it comes down to a rule where it's interpreted in the moment right and those are the rules that are so hard to get right Mm -hmm. and are so hard to agree with regardless of where you are on the field in terms of who you're supporting Mm -hmm. so that's what makes this rule so difficult is if a ball goes up and somebody gets fouled you know just use a common term how do we know it's a foul it was such a bang bang play right is this the right call and now there's such a drastic ruling where you could get 50 yards well, out of one thing. play yes so that that's why i'm glad that you kind of bring this up that it is a, uh, a rule that i think it is a good rule because it's understandable why it was put in place you don't want people fouling intentionally right. to limit big plays mm-hmm. but at the same time it's also become a big play creator so it's kind yeah. of its own worst enemy. It has been that, and it, it decides games. And yeah. I, just, I just don't know if I like the fact that a foul decides a game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Eh. No, understandable concern. But still, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. It's yeah. really interesting. Why don't you take us to the next one? All right, the next one is, is not a rule, but it's the Pro Bowl. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so the Pro Bowl, um, they actually discontinued it in 1942. Oh, um, wow. Most likely due to World War II, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> but they didn't reinstate it until 1951. Um, okay. We still have it today. Um, it's certainly not, um, there's nothing riding on the outcome of the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a fun way to, I guess, kind of feature some t- some of the top talent in the league and things yeah. like that. So um, 
I don't think it's a big deal. I, I, I guess I, I like the Pro Bowl. I remember when I was a kid, it was, it seemed to be a bigger deal than it is now. I think it's been watered down yeah. in comparison because back then, I, I think even though it was the Pro Bowl, there still was this little bit of like, I want to win the game. Yeah, like we're coming here, we're gonna win the game. Right. And now it, it just doesn't have that. Like I don't think about the Pro Bowl at all. No. And then the thing that makes it to social media isn't the game itself but it's the challenges before mm-hmm. so it's like who can make the most one-handed catches or right. get the targets so it's kind of become this carnival festival because yeah. there's really no competition left and uh for me it's hard for me to say this is good rule bad rule because i've always had kind of a poor experience with the pro bowl growing mm-hmm. up well i will say this that um two things come to mind number yeah. one is you know when i was growing up <laughs> yeah, yeah um you know you didn't see it was we didn't have every game televised and you could watch any yeah. game at any time so a lot of times you would only see these players during the pro bowl that is such a good point yeah. i never I mean, thought about that yeah there's that and then not that they do it now but back back in the day they used to have the pro bowl after the super bowl so they played really? the super bowl and then a week later the pro bowl was always in hawaii and they would do it a week <laughs> later and you're right it was kind of a fun thing where the afc and nfc players you know the stars would come together and they'd play a game and it kind of meant something like wow. i wanted to support my my conference right we're yeah. we're whatever so um but now you're right it's it's watered down and it's yeah. just like nah, you know it's yeah people don't really and they don't want to get hurt and all that stuff yeah so. <laughs> yeah and it also the guys that are in the super bowl i almost like it better if it's after the super bowl because then you get to see the guys the that guys carry, in the super bowl yeah and so. they get to carry the trophy around a little bit and maybe it would spark a little competition right. of like i beat your team to get here and win yep. this trophy well, guess what? I'm going to come out on this field right. and I'm going down. Right. So I, yeah. I don't know. There's still a lot of playing that needs to be done, um, no pun intended, with the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I know the NBA struggled with this for years with okay. the All-Star game right. and trying to make it a competitive match. And then, you know, the MLB, too, has, has done some fun stuff to try to make it a competitive deal. Right. But the Pro Bowl, I think, is maybe the worst out of all of them. It's so hard so to watch. Too. Yeah. I remember when I was when I would watch it um, when I was growing up. I remember they would have like little games and stuff like the quarterback, you know, passing competition yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, just and that little, can be fun, and it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. but now they just kind of yeah. So, it's, okay. Yeah, it's kind of faded. But yeah. let's go on to new hash marks. New hash marks. So um, this is a rule that changed in 1972. So the old rule was that the hash marks were placed 20 yards from the sidelines. Um, and they, they actually started that in 1945. And then in 1972, they basically moved the hash marks in from closer to the middle of the field. Um, oh. so they weren't, so they were further away from the sidelines. The reason is they wanted to open up the offense uh, to widening the short side of the field, really. So oh. uh, if you don't know this, uh, when a, when a team runs a play, if they run a play to like one of the sidelines and the player gets tackled or goes out of bounds, the ball is placed at the hash mark on that side of the field that he, for example, went out of bounds. Um, so what they did was they basically put the hash marks closer together to make it a bigger field, mm. I guess a, a wider field in a way, um, for offenses. So that was made in 72. That's the way the hash marks are today. I think it was a good change. Um, if you look at some of the old film, the hash marks are much wider apart, and it looks kind of weird, actually. But the problem is if you... If you place the ball on a hash mark, you only have 20 yards between the ball and the sidelines to to work with for if you're yeah. the offense, and it, it just really made it a tough place to to run a play or anything like that. So the defense kind of knew you were going to go to the other side <laughs> of the field. So 
I think that's a good rule. Yeah, I, yeah. I think you said it perfectly. I think it's yeah. good. Whenever there's space, you're going to get a better play. Okay, the next one. Now, this one is is, is actually um, it changed last year as well, but it's the, oh. it's the longer season. So, oh, okay. Um, they changed. So for years and years and years, there was a 14-game regular season. And if you look at a lot of the rule books, some of these old players who still have records today, um, they did it in 14 games. Um, so in 1978, the NFL said, you know what, we're going to add two more games. So they changed from a 14-game season to a 16-game season. Last year, they added another game. So now they're playing 17 regular season games. Um, and there's a lot of discussion around, is this good for the league? It's good for the owners because they make a lot of money for every game. So more games equals more money. It's plain and simple. Um, but you have to always, you know, you have to ask yourself going from, you know, even 16 to 17 games, that's a lot of, lot of toll on some of these players and their bodies and (laughs) the beating they take. And, uh, you know, so there's, I don't know. I mean, you could ask probably a hundred people whether they like it or not. And 50 might say it's good and 50 might say it's not so good. So, yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel. I, I guess I liked I liked the 16 games. I think that was a good number of games. They did it for 25 years or whatever that was. Um, now they added a 17th game and it messes up the schedule. It's you're playing an odd number of games. It just seems really weird. But yeah, there's just something about the 17 game season. I don't know what it is yet. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it just feels kind of forced. And it's forcing players into a state where they're sitting out for two, three weeks a year where, as they used to take only maybe two weeks, it's just kind of making everything kind of last longer, I guess, in a bad way. Where we really are trying to get to the playoffs and we want the best football to be available during the playoffs. And we don't have enough information Mm -hmm. yet on what that's done. Is it a better playoffs with 17 versus 16? We're just going to have to see a couple of more seasons to know. Right. Um, but I grew up with a 16-game season. It's kind of the iconic number of 16 Sundays, mm-hmm. and then you're there. Yeah. Um, so it is. It, I'm just curious to see where this goes. I love having more football, right. but at the same time, I want high-quality football, and I can see this kind of going astray as they add more and more games. I liken, I liken this to the Girl Scout cookie theory, right? <laughs> 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 when I was Scout. growing up, okay. they only had Girl Scout cookies like for a month in the spring or whenever oh, they sold them. That was okay. it. That's the yeah, only yeah. time you could get them. So you're like, yes, yes Girl Scout craves. cookies. Yeah. Now you can get them anytime. It, it's yeah. not walk into Aldi, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think with the NFL, it's like they're adding these things, and it's yeah. it's not the premier like, oh my gosh, this is it. You know? Yeah. You so. only have this this select amount of time, right. and then there's like this fever to buy your product. Yes. Um, yes. I wonder what that number would be where it starts to kind of trickle away. I, I think we might be getting to it. I mean, yeah, it, it, we're definitely yeah. closer yeah. than we were when 14. Because 14, right. like 16 just felt like such a good number for so long. Yeah. The conversation never popped up for, you know, mm-hmm. years and years and years to go back to 14. Right. 16 just made a lot of sense. Eight yeah. and eight. Yep. You could do a nice balanced schedule that way. Exactly. Yeah. And now we're at 17, which. 
it's kind of a tag on. Maybe you just keep it in the evens. Go to eighteen, maybe just well, to keep it balanced. I think the nine. owners. I think the owners wanted eighteen, and then the okay. players. Oh, the players' association. I think they went negotiated back. to seventeen. Gotcha. I I kind of wish they would have gone. If they're going to make a change, they should have gone to eighteen, but then given each team two bye weeks. Yeah, but that makes whatever. sense to me too. Yeah. Like I would have been fine with two bye weeks. Yeah. Just because more rest and you get a little bit right. better product. Well, that's um, the thing. Yeah, having that rest, but okay. Yeah, so we could talk about that forever. So we'll keep moving. We'll keep moving. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, the next rule um, is the one I call the five-yard contact rule. Um, the old rule says that the old rule says you could con- a defensive player could contact an offensive player beyond five yards of the line of scrimmage. Oh, okay. Okay. So think about it. Um, wide receivers lined up. They're going to go out for a pass. The the um, defender could basically kind of hang on the guy or, or make contact with the guy, not necessarily hang on him, but make contact with him after five yards. In 1978, the NFL said, "No, no, that's no good. Um, we're gonna we're gonna um, limit that to a five yard." So think about this. A lot of times, you'll see this: uh, an offensive team will come up to the line of scrimmage. The wide receivers will be lined up on the outside on the outsides of the field. And then the defenders, usually the cornerbacks, will be right up against the line, you know, face it right across from the wide receiver. As soon as the ball is hiked, or snapped, I should say, the defensive player will make contact with the wide receiver. That's legal as long as it's within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Once the receiver receiver runs six yards, they cannot touch that player. So the reason the NFL changed, made that change in '78, was because they wanted more passing. They wanted more scoring. They wanted more. They wanted more scoring is really what they wanted. <laughs> so they basically said, "No, you can't touch a guy after five yards," um, and that's the way it is today. And honestly, I think it's a good rule. Um, you know, I, I, I think with with the um, unbalanced pass interference calling that seems to happen all the time um which always favors the offense um i think that um be having defenders just be able to clobber these receivers at any time probably wouldn't be good for the receivers um, no. and again the nfl wants scoring that's what sells tickets that's what sells that's what makes games exciting that's why yeah. people tune in it really is so. yeah and I was looking at this breakdown, and I wish I would have brought it if I knew we were going to kind of go into this range, but of the stars of the NFL, mm-hmm. quarterbacks are one. Right. Wide receivers, I think, are two. I There's think so, There's more too. well-known receivers than probably well-known running backs, and they're, you know, there's some great running backs out there, but wide receivers are available. They're out there. They're flashy. They make big plays. You want to maintain also the stars of your league to draw people in, not just making sure that the offense is clicking too right right and that and back in i don't know the 70s and 80s probably the running after the quarterbacks the running backs were the big stars yeah now it clearly is the receivers that's those are the big money players right yeah you see them in commercials and all of that and the corners are up there too i think in some capacity Mm -hmm. so it really is the passing game is the bread and butter of the nfl where it used to be the run game yeah so really interesting i i agree with you i think it's a good rule Mm -hmm. um just because, like football, the staple of it is drawing up plays and right. having a little run, little throw, little mix-up, trick plays too. So yeah. it just really opens up the field. Yep. All right. So the next one, um, it's called the Holy Roller Rule. And this is a kind of a funny rule, but um, this rule was changed in 1979. Prior to that, the rule stated that any offensive player 
could advance a fumble. So picture this. The quarterback drops back. Somebody hits him. He fumbles the ball. An offensive lineman could come by, pick up the ball, and run with it. Okay. Um, the NFL said, no, not so fast. They made the change in 79 that says um, basically a fumble can only be advanced by the person who fumbled the ball. Now, that doesn't mean the offensive an offensive lineman couldn't fall on the ball and recover it, but they can't advance it. Mm. And the big reason this change was made was there was a game in 1978 between the Raiders and the Chargers, and Ken Stabler, the quarterback from the from the Raiders, he fumbled the ball on <laughs> on purpose. Um, they actually years later he kind of confessed, yeah, I kind of did that on purpose. But he was getting close. He was running the ball. He was getting close to the end zone. Knew he wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to make it. So he purposefully fumbled the ball into the end zone. And Dave Casper, my, my man, <laughs> your man, <laughs> he he recovered the ball. Uh, for a, a Raiders touchdown, and they won the game. And wow. the NFL said, "Okay, you can't really fumble it on purpose." Yeah. So that's what the that's called the holy roller rule, meaning if you fumble the ball, only you can you can advance it. Um, so it's one of those rules that I think it's a good change. Um, you just don't want anyone being able to pick up the ball. I, I guess. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. and it keeps. In my mind, it, like the first thing I think of is the line of scrimmage that you have to throw the ball from behind it. Right. There's still this feeling of like progression as a team. It's not just one dude that's just kind of throwing the ball up the right. field from wherever. Yeah. Like if you don't have something like this in place, football can look really weird, mm-hmm. and it starts to look actually closer to not rugby, but like this idea. I was idea, just thinking about that. Like yeah. rugby is side to side; it's a lateral game. Right. But imagine if they could just throw it right past. You couldn't make lateral throws. You only had to make up like perpendicular where you're just going towards their end zone. Right. It's a very different game and it's not very competitive because there's right. no strategy to there's it. There's no strategy. So yeah. I really like this rule and it, it really gives football a very distinct look yeah. in comparison to other sports. I think so too. Yeah, I think it's a good rule. Um, again, rules are always put in usually because of a play or something that happens and they yeah. want to prevent it or encourage it. So Yeah. All right, the next one is the play clock. So the play clock is the time that a team gets to snap the ball before they are called a penalty, before they call delay of game. Yeah. Um, this change was made in 88, so fairly recently. Um, the previous play clock was 30 seconds. So the time at the end of a play, they start the clock again, and a team has 30 seconds to huddle up, call a play, get to the line of scrimmage, and snap the ball. Um the NFL changed it to 45 seconds. So that's mm. that's where it is at today. Um, the reason is because they want to give the offensive more time to call plays. Again, it's all about scoring. It's all about offense. Yeah. It's about getting the plays in um, with plenty of time. They didn't have to rush it. And I think that was part of the problem back then is having, only having 30 seconds, it's not a lot of time to get up to the line and run a play. So... Um, I think it's a, I think it's fine. I think 45 seconds um, is enough time. You still see teams that take too long. Um, what, the Vikings <laughs> are notorious for it. I don't know why, but they always get called yeah. to delay a game. Um, yeah, you're Mike McCarthy's of the world. Like there's coaches that yes. have like this stink on them too. Yeah, it's like come on, you know, get the play in there. But um, anyway, that was a change that was made in '88. I think it's fine. Um, yeah, 45 seconds. I mean, I am. Uh, just to push back, I am interested to see what modern day talent would do with thirty seconds. 
Right. Because you have guys like Jack, or I almost said Jackson Mahomes. Um, you have Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Right. You have Lamar Jackson. You have a Kyler Murray. You have these guys that are dual threat quarterbacks that can run and roam and make things up as they go. Right. It'd kind of be interesting to see 30 seconds when would you. Right. I kind of expect maybe quarterbacks would be given even more trust of not only do you need to know the fundamentals of football in the playbook, but also can you ad lib? And we right. might actually see an involvement of new players like a Robert Griffith III, right? Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson, would a Kirk Cousins be able to survive that kind of a league? Right. Probably not. Right. Um, that's one of his weakest links is that he's not able to ad lib if the play goes wrong. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see what the NFL would look like. I think it'd be kind of like arena football, but that's a completely, right. it's its own thing and it's fun. It's really intense, but I don't think we could make it 17 games. Mm-hmm. Um, but really interesting to think about, just fun to kind of talk through. But I yeah, would, I yeah. think it's I think it's the right amount of time. 45 seconds makes sense. Um, it doesn't feel as long as it sounds right. when you're watching it. Right. And I mean, yeah. The, yeah, just overall better quality football for offense and defense, I think. Yep, I think so too. Um I can't, what I don't like about the 45 seconds is when you get to the end of the game and a team is running yes. off the clock. Yes. The that, final two minutes is long. That kind of bugs me. But, you know, overall, I think 45 seconds is good. But you're right. It would be kind of neat to see a 30-second clock and see how teams can Yeah. Adapt, like, but. could you imagine Lamar Jackson if they were just like, hey, right. you know, we only have 15 seconds because you just bombed at 45 yards. Right. We have this big play. And now we need to start stringing stuff together, audible something, and let's run. Yep. I think it would have been an interesting mix of football, as we've always known it to be very structured, and then also putting the talent out there. So I don't know. It, it It's something just to think about. Might be fun. Right, right. But also might, might get people hurt. <laughs> That's true. There's always that risk. Right? Yeah. Well, speaking of getting hurt, one of the uh, main ways that quarterbacks evade this is throwing the ball away. Yes. So what do you have on this rule? So this rule was changed in 1993. So the old rule said, if, you, if you're if you a quarterback and you're out of the pocket, so the pocket is basically that little area right behind the center where the quarterback generally stands until he gets a lot of pressure and has, mm-hmm. to, has to run out, right? Um, so the old rule says that if a player is out of the pocket, if a quarterback is out of the pocket and they are facing a loss of yardage, they can throw the ball away even if no receiver is in the vicinity as long as it lands beyond the line of scrimmage. So, again, picture this. A quarterback is in the pocket, starts getting pressure from the defense. He runs out of the pocket and is being chased by a defender. No receivers are open, and he just throws the ball away. Um, as, long as, the, as long as the ball lands past the line of scrimmage, it's um, not intentional grounding. In 93, the NFL said, we want to change this rule. Um, because what they want is they want to protect the quarterbacks. That's okay. the that's the big reason. Yeah, and you've got some of the best names to ever play the game at that point. You have Marino, you have Young, you have Montana right. kind of finishing up. Yep. Um, so basically what the NFL said was as long as there's no receiver nearby, um, you can throw the ball away and not get penalized. And again, the reason is they didn't want these quarterbacks taking these massive hits because if I'm a quarterback – and my only option is taking a hit or throwing the ball away and getting a penalty, I'm probably going to take the hit because I don't want to incur a penalty, right? <laughs> and the NFL said, that's great, but you're, we don't want you to get hit. Because yeah. um, 
when quarterbacks get hit by big, you know, 300 pound linemen, it's not good, right? No. So, no. And back then, quarterbacks just, they were either really, really big right. and thick or not at all. Not at all, right. So, <laughs> so I think that's a good rule change. Um, you know, I don't like when quarterbacks throw the ball away, but I get it. And, and yeah. honestly, it's probably a smart play when it happens generally. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a good rule. Yeah, this is, I, I kind of agree. I like, knowing that there's an option in the game and that's what makes quarterbacks so fun to watch is when you know Rodgers can't read something he right. just can't see and he throws mm-hmm. the ball away that's a defensive win mm-hmm. it's kind of like a surrender for a moment right um i i just think that it's more useful than seeing somebody just get absolutely rocked right it it also kind of gives you and i know this is a bit of a reach but it also kind of shows you it is in part a thinking man's game like you can't yes. just take a risk right. every single time there's also a little bit of like, you know what, we already have two more downs that we can play. Yep. Let's throw this away. Let's reset. It, it kind of reminds you that this isn't just a bunch of gladiators like right. smacking into each other and just trying to hurt each other too. There is yep. some thought put into it. And I think that's one of the things you'll see about young quarterbacks is they, they haven't um, acquired the um, wherewithal to throw the ball away. You know, not every you're not going to throw a touchdown every every play. Right? Yeah. So throwing the ball away, um, they always want to make the big play. They want to make things happen, and I get that. But sometimes the smartest thing to do is throw the ball away yeah. and, and go Just to the reset. Next reset. Yep. All so. right. All right. The last one um, is everyone's favorite topic: instant replay. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2011, the NFL changed so instant. So every single uh, score was reviewed. Okay. Prior to that, prior to 2011, only scores that occurred after the two-minute warning were automatically reviewed. And and I'm not really sure why they waited until after the two-minute warning if, like, a touchdown in the last two minutes was more important than a touchdown with three minutes to go. I'm not sure. But anyway, the NFL just said, you know what, we're going to review every scoring play. It's automatically reviewed. Um, you see this a lot. A, re- a receiver will go up in the end zone, catch the ball, come down, drag his foot. Did he really drag his foot? Did it touch the ground? All that stuff, it's reviewed now. Why was changed? They want to make sure the call, the right call gets made. Mm-hmm. I get it for scoring plays because obviously that's what determines who wins the game. Yeah. So I would say um, this was a good change. I like the fact that they review every scoring play. Um I think they do a little too much review overall, um, but that's another conversation for yeah. another time. This but. is this is one of these classic rules that we talk about once in a while, sometimes on the podcast, sometimes off, of yeah. it makes sense on paper, but does it make sense on the field? Right. And when you're watching it, it doesn't always feel like it belongs because it really slows the game down. But on paper, mm-hmm. what it's supposed to do makes perfect sense. Right. When you score, we should review it. We should make sure it's a score. But when it happens in the moment and five minutes pass, right. trying to determine if somebody's toe is in or out, yeah, it, it, it hurts the soul a little bit to watch. <laughs> it does. It does a lot. And the, the one that really gets me is when there's a, a, the ball, a team might have the ball on the one-inch line and they run the ball or they do yeah. a quarterback sneak and there's literally 22 guys piled yeah up. and there's no camera angle there's nothing and they're just like, like maybe we'll see like yeah. the wind blow a jersey and we'll see like a ring finger oh yeah, I, know, I know i know it's, it's painful but you know what it's they want to get the calls right and i get it so yeah, yeah. it 
in perfect sense, it feels dumb in the moment, but it is, <laughs> it is the right rule. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah. that was a really good list. I don't think we said one dumb rule out of any of those. Those were all excellent so. changes. Like they all made sense. Yep. They all have a purpose and they're all still available today. Yep. Um, even the Pro Bowl when we were going through yeah. that, like that's still very relevant today. So right. great list. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, rules will change. There will, in yeah. fact, every year there is a rule change of some kind, whether it's a rule being amended or a new rule added or maybe a rule taken out. So yeah, we'll always, have to keep doing this. Yeah, for sure. That <laughs> sounds great. Well, any other thoughts before we head out? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule. 